What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 229 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturm and Matt Deitch, what's going on? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, kind of in the post-Knoxville Nationals hangover. You That's know, right. Kinda, That's uh, right. Other than that, not a, not a lot going on. Cold yeah. day today. My Who neighbor Jeremy K., you know, he been hosting uh, been hosting all these race-watching parties oh, over on the big deck across the way. Jeremy's big deck. And uh, um, so he was telling me this morning at work, uh, you know, last night was finally the night, you know, he was thinking, okay, I'm going to get to bed on time, you know, going to get a good night of sleep, need a good night of sleep before, you know, the work week starts again. And uh, just as he's fallen asleep, daughter comes upstairs, dad, we got a mouse in the basement. Oh man. <laughs> so Jeremy didn't get a good night That's of sleep. Not... I think he got demoted to the couch because his daughter came up, didn't want to spend the night downstairs down anymore. So uh, uh, Jeremy... Jeremy got to be on couch duty and said he <laughs> do a you little know, trapping. Well, and you know, after you have something like that in your house, you know, any little so, you, any you little noises. Yeah, yep, yeah. You're, you're thinking yep. all of a sudden you're like, did I just see something? Oh yeah, I know yep. how that goes. Yep. So uh I think Jeremy was a two two. Well, look uh, at how we responded that one night when we had one in your first oh, window over that. here. We thought it was a damn pheasant. Here it is a mouse jumping up and down. Yeah, so. I still don't know how the hell that all happened, <laughs> but uh yeah, whatever. Uh, um, but yeah, cooler day today. Uh, Freaking nice out this afternoon. Oh, God, dang it, I loved afternoon. it. I loved it. But uh, uh, episode 229 brought to you guys by Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the absolute best bait shop there is. Uh, they're on the north side of Sioux Falls. Stop in there. Uh, this week uh, they've got uh, the new Gale Blackfish uh, jackets, uh, $35 off uh, retail. Um, they've got, uh, trolling motor, uh, trolling motors on sale. Uh, use the dirt bag discount on a trolling motor. Wow, that's that, good. uh, yeah, that, that's some that. real savings that's, there. Yeah, that is. And so, uh, um, I don't know that they've got a super amount of sales this week because our buddy, Josh, his wife is pregnant. Oh, and in the words, in the words of Josh, mega pregnant like, <laughs> like that's you know there there's live sonar and then there's mega live sonar <laughs> that's uh that's uh live live action uh about- in any second uh josh yeah. is gonna be a dad again well, that's awesome. so, uh, yeah absolutely awesome so uh um get online uh check out what dakota angler has use that dirt bag discount for some extra savings uh or stop in there uh that's a, a great deal yep going uh, on. Uh, you want to see uh, what's on sale? You want to check out their selection? Stop in there. Um, talk to those guys. They are very knowledgeable about what they're selling. Um, they're a lot of fun to make fun of. So, uh, I mean, that's that's worth a trip over there uh, in oh, itself, that's right? that's why we usually go a lot of the time. Yeah, too. we don't buy nothing. <laughs> we don't buy nothing. We just, we just razz the staff. That's right. So, uh, Dakota Angler, uh, check them out. Uh, www.dakotaangler.com or up there on uh, – north side of sioux falls on benson road that's right uh matt uh you and i got out fishing last week Uh, you went thursday uh on your own and then friday uh we went together um thursday you freaking you put a shellacking on them friday not quite as good we we did okay but we uh, did i mean we did um friday was a little bit busier boat traffic obviously yeah i mean so it made it hard to fish some spots and everything like that. But the one nice thing about Friday was that on Thursday, I just stuck in one place and just kind of milked the place out and just kind of did that, moved around in that yep. one area. 
because I didn't want to contend with wind and stuff. But uh, Friday when we went, we we hit up a few different spots, and yeah. we caught fish on every spot we went to, and saw yep. a lot of fish. I mean, the amount of bluegills and panfish in the system is absolutely insane oh yeah yeah when <laughs> when you're in that crystal clear water and you're sitting there in 15 foot of water you can look down and and see the i mean like tim said dude do you remember that mega bass i just oh, remember yes. oh my oh, yeah. god like there was a monster like buffalo carp that came by and i'm like oh my god look at that and then it's like oh there's another do you, holy that's a freaking bass that like, had to be six plus that was an that absolute was a, mondo that was a huge bass I I think it was a state record, honestly, and and uh, it it was gonna bite, and I pulled it away just because yeah. I didn't want that added attention. No, you didn't. Uh, there's a lot of pressure and stress that comes with no. that. And, yeah, I'm just not up for it. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was a fun day. It was. Like you said, we got after him, got a couple, of, couple of nice fish uh, each day. Uh, I think I caught one. That one was like little over 20 inches. That yeah, that was a good solid and, fish. Yeah. Was, and then the other one, the day before, I caught a couple that were close to that 20-inch mark. Too, nice. So Nice. No, it was, it was a good time. Caught them on a variety of different, you know, techniques and everything like that. So yep, if you I got caught time, them. I caught them with my chatterbait. Uh, finally, I, I was yeah, I was willing to burn thing. that thing down. <laughs> we were out in 20-some 20, 20 foot of water and... Hell, I'm, I'm chucking it. I'm chucking it. Let her sink. If there's but, some smallies down there, they'll yeah, travel never that know. distance to come up there and yep. whack that thing. So, uh, yeah, you nope. know, we used, the, we used the forward-facing sonar a little bit. It was kind of fun to sit there was. and see a lot of the fish out there swimming around. And yep, when I mean, you're... There was a couple times where like we could see them eat on, on right. there and stuff. I mean, it was tough, like we've talked about before over there waves hitting you in every which direction i mean we took a couple waves that it's like holy buckets yep. i thought they were going to come over to the side of the boat but uh yeah it was fun using that to you know not only see the fit like watch them bite or anything like that or necessarily see your lure sometimes but just to be able to see where they're at you know yep. so it, th- it helps out a lot i thought it was really neat with those uh you know we, we were out fishing on these major points on on west lake okaboji and and just the shelves and how much farther that point really comes yep. out into the lake that, that was really neat with that forward facing sonar uh you know to to be able to scan around and be like holy moly like i mean this seems like we're way offshore and it's still you know seven foot of water yep. and and uh that that was really neat uh you know obviously checking out the weed growth and whatnot uh you know you'd you'd go over patches where there wasn't a a bit of weeds and then all of a sudden you'd scan over and it's like wow it's the same depth but yep. you know there, there's weeds nearly up to the surface right over there and who knows why but uh that that was a lot of fun that yeah, uh it, it really helps out with seeing all the different structure that is truly down there or even like you'll be out there in 22 foot of water and you'll be scanning around and there'll be a weed clump or something yeah, like that or yep. a rock pile right there and cast over to it and yep sure enough give her hell yep uh forward facing sonar uh got one of the experts on today uh max wilson uh coming off of uh his second nwt uh first place win uh this one came uh, up on sault st marie uh max is one of those guys uh, that's on tour level gold um you know on tour level gold they talk a lot about uh, how max's highs uh, are super high max's lows are super low and uh he's a he's a charismatic guy you know i mean there's a yeah. There's a, you know, I, I think when Max is in the room there, you, you know, he's in the room <laughs> and, uh, um, I don't know. We've, we've, uh, I actually reached out to Max a long time ago, uh, to get him on the show one time. And, uh, that was shortly after, a uh, head to head, uh, fishing deal. 
and uh, I'll 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 kind of reach out or I'll kind of talk to Max a little bit about it once we get him on. But uh, at that point in time, Max uh, wasn't interested in doing an interview about that specific topic. He said, you know, hey, I'd love to be on, but uh, not going to cause any more of a fuss over that. But uh, um, yeah, it's been a long time coming. I think Max is probably one of those names that you and I have thrown out more than than almost anyone else. You know, hey, Max Wilson, Max Wilson, Max Wilson. And obviously, you know, with the recent win, it was like, hey, now's the time. And yeah, uh, yeah, reached out to him uh, last week. I think he was in Nashville, but uh, talked to him this morning. He said, yeah, you bet. I'll come on. So uh, yeah, tonight we got him. So we're going to cut over to him. Max Wilson is our guest today on episode 229. Max, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing really good. Doing really good. Doing real good. Uh, Max, uh, we always like to get our uh, episode started off uh, with uh, a couple non-fishing related questions. So uh, I want to know off the bat, uh, if you could get any celebrity in the boat with you for a day of fishing, who would that celebrity be? Oh, gosh. Um, man, that's a, that's a good one I've never really thought about. Um, Will uh, Ferrell. Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. There we go. That's a good choice. A little shake and bake out there. I got a feeling that there'd be a lot of, lot of action, a lot of laughing going on in that boat. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Um, I guess mine is going to be. I know you like to work out, Max, and everything like that. What's your favorite uh, day in the gym? Like, what body part are you working out? Oh well, lately I haven't been able to have much time. Uh, I'm starting to look more and more around as the day goes by, but, uh, you know, I, uh, chest day, you know, chest, can't go wrong always, with that. Always love to hit the bench press, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. So then the bench press is obviously your favorite exercise. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Got to go in there and throw them, throw those weights around. Absolutely. Now, now one more for you, Max. Uh, are you a chicken wing guy? Absolutely. You and, and drummies. Drummies. Okay, so yeah. you, so you're a traditional and not a boneless guy. No, those are just chicken nuggets. That's just being lazy. I I do like them, but that's what I eat when I don't feel like. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely, uh, uh, I actually I'd go flats over drummies. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, but uh, but but uh, the boneless are just chicken nuggets in in the world of Max Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're doing some preaching, my man. <laughs> doing some preaching. Now, what flavor are you going with? Uh, you know, I'm pretty bland. I either go just straight up barbecue or uh, no no, uh, no sauce whatsoever, just regular breaded and, and some ranch. Did I can't we, do spice very well. I'm did, we just become, comes out. did we just become best friends? <laughs> i think so <laughs> everyone's always making fun of me because i am uh i top out at at uh, regular barbecue sauce that's as spicy as and i can Scott go Scott starts to sweat a little bit sometimes <laughs> with just regular barbecue oh. sauce <laughs> i'm the same way i used to do honey barbecue at buffalo wild wings and that got too spicy for me so i had to tone it out yeah there ain't there ain't no nothing cool about uh hurting when you're eating <laughs> exactly now, you do any blue cheese no, gosh, that stuff is disgusting. It's strictly ranch for me. We, we've decided that you got to be over 50 years old to enjoy blue cheese. Yeah, you know, it just, I don't know. Cheese cheese should be yellow, not blue, so. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know, I just can't get behind it. Simple science right there. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, let, let, let's get into fishing, Max. Uh, where are you from? 
Uh, I'm originally from uh, Wales, Wisconsin, but right now I live in uh, Campbellsport, which is Campbellsport, Wisconsin. So I'm just south of uh, Fond du Lac. Okay. Right. And uh, did you grow up fishing? I did. Yeah. I mean, from the time I could, I could crawl. I, you know, I've been around fishing since since the day I was born, and that's just kind of always been uh, been what I was I was raised in. Okay. And growing up there in Wisconsin, I suppose there was a lake uh, fairly close by growing up. Yeah, you know, I I grew up in, you know, the area I grew up in Wisconsin is actually called Lake Country because we got a ton of lakes all around us. So I grew up fishing a lot of those smaller ones, but, you know, I grew up fishing Lake Winnebago and Green Bay. Those are really my home bodies of water and kind of where I cut my teeth growing up. Is there like one specific trip that you remember when you were younger or memory that it was just like that was the moment you were kind of hooked and you're just like, oh, this is, uh, I love this fishing stuff. Uh, you know, there's there's so many. I think there's one I did, you know, one that stands out when I was a kid fishing Lake Winnebago. Uh, we stayed on the on the east shore at some uh, family friend's house, and uh, we took the our little 14 foot boat out, and we had a limit of walleyes like boom, 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 and they were from what I remember nice walleyes, and it was it was just uh, you know one of my one of those core memories. You know what I mean? One of those memories that. You just love. Um, I think either that or uh, you know fishing with my grandpa up in up in uh, Upper Wisconsin, Manaqua. You know catching a catching a fish on the very first cast of the day. I had like a 25 inch walleye with my grandpa when I was like five or six years old. Um, you know, so ever since then, you know, I, I've I've loved walleye fishing ever since. You know, I mean that was one of the first fish I ever caught. So you know i was raised a walleye fisherman you know i as long as i can remember i've just been obsessed with uh with fishing nice now uh, on your website it starts it says uh that you started fishing professionally at age 16 uh, was that guiding or did you jump into tournament fishing already at at uh, 16 years old uh yeah it was tournament fishing i uh i i kind of got was getting out of high school sports uh they're starting to become too time consuming um, and I was fishing seven days a week at that point. And, uh, I, uh, decided I wanted to try fishing a, a walleye tournament. So I Googled what the next walleye tournament on Lake Winnebago was. Um, and th that was a, a Wednesday and the next tournament was actually that upcoming Sunday. And, uh, I jumped in it, fished it in my little, uh, 16 foot, uh, aluminum boat. And, uh, we actually ended up taking second. So that was, nice. that was like the beginning of the, uh, the addiction, you know, I got, I got handed a couple hundred bucks for fishing for that day. And I was like, wow, I can get paid to fish. This, this is awesome. So <laughs> ever since then, I've, I've been, uh, you know, jumping feet first into it. Nice. So, I mean, at 16, you were probably what, a, a sophomore in high school then? Uh, yes. Okay. And now, uh, uh, I mean, to continue uh, through high school, you just basically fished as many tournaments as what you could. Yeah, you know, I once I fished that one, I was like, I want to fish every one. Um, actually, I was, yeah, I was a sophomore going into my junior year. Okay. And uh, I just fished every single tournament that I possibly could. Um, I fished uh, a couple tournaments as a co-angler on the National Walleye Tour, and uh, once I, uh, I. I got done with that season. I decided I wanted to jump in and start fishing as a pro. So I, that, uh, that my senior year, I started fishing, uh, you know, the MWCs, the Ames and all that. And then, uh, 
I actually skipped my high school graduation to go fish my first national walleye tour as a as a pro. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, got your priorities straight. Yep, exactly. So I I did that, and then I uh, I left for boot camp shortly after. Um, and you know, and then once I came back from the Marines, that's when I you know I kind of restarted the fishing career, and it's been uh, you know history ever since. Now, was there a tournament like a local tournament or something like that? Like, do you remember your first win? Yeah, so my my first like actual win was on the Detroit River, um, fishing. Uh, I was fishing the Aim Weekend Walleye Series, and yeah, we ended up catching 52, 52 and a half pounds. Um, you know, it was a it was a magical day. We caught a lot of giant fish and and just had a insane day on the water. Awesome. Nice. Now, is there a lot of like local clubs and stuff like walleye clubs around here? We have some bass clubs and stuff like that. But is there a lot of like little walleye tournaments out that in that area? Oh yeah, you got a ton. You know, we got. I I started uh, my first tournament was in the Sheboygan Walleye Club. They're like one of the bigger clubs uh, in the state. You know, they're a great feeder um, feeder feeder club feeder tournament. Um, and you got the Green Bay Walleye Series. Uh, you know, got the Duck Creek Walleye Series. You got a, a lot of smaller tournament series in the area. Winnebago Walleye Series. You know, you got the Winnebago Walleye Club. Um, you know, you got you got all these awesome walleye clubs that you know, if you want to fish Bago, you can. You know, they got clubs for that lake. If you want to fish the, the, you know, you got a little bit of everything around here, which is which is nice. Nice. Good. Now I want to circle around, uh, Max. You mentioned uh, that that you uh, went to boot camp and went off to the Marine Corps. First off, I'd like to thank you for your service uh, here at the Midwest Angler Podcast. Big uh, big supporters of the military. But uh, um, did you get to do any fishing when you were uh, out and about in the Marines? Yeah, quite a bit actually. So I was when I did uh, when I did my my job schooling, my MOS training. I was stationed in uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, and we had uh, a couple. Uh, ponds on base there and so i actually had uh, a couple fishing rods stashed in my foot locker so i'd go on launch or you know the days off, the weekends off after class stuff like that i'd go down to the pond go catch some some largemouth uh you know and different blue you know bluegills and stuff uh, i got to do that and then on the weekends i went and spent uh, a bunch of time fishing with uh, a charter captain over on uh, the intercoastal waterways over uh you know, on, on, uh, on the ocean. So we did a lot of that and, you know, got, got to do plenty of fishing, you know, but we didn't, I didn't get a ton of time, but, uh, you know, I definitely got, got to get some fishing in for sure. Nice. Yeah. Has there been any of that fishing that you did out there that, uh, things that you've learned out there that, that you've brought back, uh, here to the Midwest? Not really, not, no. not for that, that type of stuff, but, uh, you know, a, a lot of what I did overseas for, uh, you know, I do, I'm part of the, uh, the u.s national team for the world championships uh you know and a lot of what i've learned over in europe and in africa stuff like that uh, i bring a lot of that the european tactics back to the back to the u.s so there's you know there's plenty that i brought from overseas but um you know over there it was just basically fishing for whatever i could catch it wasn't super technique based but uh you know once i went overseas for you know, fit the fishing competitions. That's where I brought a lot back and added a lot of both tackle and techniques to my repertoire. So, so what is that U.S. national team? Is that an ice fishing deal or an open water deal? Uh, no. So it's uh, it's an open water deal. It's uh, it's uh, it's USA Predator Angling. 
So we fish for uh, whatever nation's pre- uh, predator species. So, you know, in uh, like when we went to England and when we went to the Czech Republic, uh, you know, we were fishing for uh, pike, zander, which is a Euro- European walleye, and then pike. Um, you know, and it's it's basically just the world championship. It's the Olympics of, of fishing. You know, there's usually 16 to 20 something countries that that have nations or that have teams. Um, and, you know, I'm lucky enough to be the team captain of the, of the USA team. So, you know, we get to represent the country and we're governed under the, uh, international Olympic committee, uh, wow. we're sanctioned oh, yeah. by them. Uh, so we fall under the same, uh, you know, uh, rules and regulations that all the Olympic athletes fall under. And, um, you know, that's, uh, fishing is actually one of the next sports to get Olympicized. Um, so when that happens, this team will be the team that, that goes and competes in the Olympics. Sweet. Wow. Now, did you catch yep. any of those big giant Xander over there? Yep. Yep. I've, I, I haven't got any like super giants, but you know, I've caught quite a few pushing that 28, 29, 30 inch mark. All right. Um, wow. you know, so some really nice Xanders and, you know, they look just like walleyes or just a little, little silvery, but, uh, yeah, I've caught some nice, really nice Xander over the years and some big perch, a couple nice pike over there. And, you know, it's been, been quite the experience when I have been over there. Now, do they use a lot of the same technique or similar techniques to what we do over here? Or is it like totally opposite? A little bit. They're more finesse based. So they, you know, they like to do more plastics and, you know, stuff like that. You All know, right. I kind of, I introduced a lot of those boys to, uh, glide baits and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, more reactionary baits, um, you know, over there, they throw a lot of plastics, a lot of big rubber, um, you know, stuff like that, where, you know, for me, it's, you know, I, I'm a power fisherman. I like, you know, I like to throw, throw my, you know, my glide baits and spoons and stuff like that. So, you know, it's kind of similar in some sense, but, you know, they use a lot bigger stuff, you know, they're, for Xanders, they're throwing five, six inch, eight inch plastics, you know, like they're, they like going big, you know, and then even for the perch, they throw like the stuff they throw for perch is what we would throw for walleyes over here. Okay. Really? So now, obviously, uh, you're pretty dialed with your forward-facing sonar. Uh, are the European fishermen dialed in the same way, or, or are we yeah. ahead of them in that aspect? They are light years of, ahead of us. Really? I mean, you, you think you think we go extreme? You should see the Europeans. Like, no I, kidding. When we were when we were in England, um, we were fishing on little fourteen or like fifteen to sixteen foot like Alaskan style uh, aluminum boats, tiny little things. These guys are putting five to six twelve inch graphs <laughs> on brackets and and installing it on the boat the morning of. They're creating brackets to put all Trexes and all Terras and Tarovas. These guys have more equipment than anyone I've ever seen. They, these guys will have they'll have a graph for 360 they'll have a graph for live scope they'll have a graph for 2d they'll have a graph for down scan they'll have a graph for side scan and then they'll have another graph for um for just mapping and they'll run it all at once for a day of fishing Holy you know and then, and then over in like you know when i was in the czech the ukrainians they you know they're bringing their you know their fiberglass boats they're they're called fin balls and uh they're putting 12 to 16 inch graphs on the passenger council just so their their partner can look at the graph while they're running <laughs> and tell you if there's fish or not so are they are they funded better than what the americans are i mean it's hard for me to wrap my brain around the fact that like 
uh, you know, that, that the Americans wouldn't be the, the, the best funded, but, uh, is, is that what it is or are they just, they're really just that much in more in tune with it? I mean, they're just in tune with it. I mean, I wouldn't say they're more than us. It's just, we don't get to bring our boats over there. Right. You know? Right. Right. If we yeah. were to bring our boats over there, we'd blow them out of the water. You know, like we have bigger, you know, as far as like technology wise, it, yep. these guys are some of the best fishermen I've ever, I've ever gone against. You know, those, you know, I've, I've gone head to head with these guys now for four years and the competition that they bring, you know, I went over there the first time air, you know, having that American arrogance. So uh, we're the U S we're the best, we're the biggest, baddest guys out there. Um, and we got crushed and you know, it's because these guys are studs and they don't, they don't have a ton of tournaments to fish. And it's, it's, you know, it's slightly different type of fishing. And these guys are just so well dialed in that you have to bring your a game to beat these guys, you know, and, and these guys are, you know, this for them representing their country, that's the highest, you know, and for me, it's the highest honor, but you know, for these guys, you know, they're, they're willing to spend 20, 30, $40,000, for this tournament you know um they're a lot of these teams are sending their team over there for a month to pre-fish before the tournament even hits before the off-limits zone hits you know and and that's kind of the disadvantage we're at because we don't have the funding um to uh or the or the time or the ability to send our team over there for a month to pre-fish because just logistic wise it would it's a nightmare to get over there you know because we're we're competing in in europe and you know with with world travel and bringing all the equipment you need and everything it just it and everyone that's on the team we're professional fishermen it's me john oyer nick shirts and ryan buddy all guys that you know are either full-time fishermen you know we compete on the national walleye tour and have full-time jobs it's just you can you know you can't you can't give that that type of time that some of these countries are 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 you know providing yeah. right so now here, here's a question you know you talk about uh, these international uh tournaments like this uh we see it in the bass fishing world that uh you know italians japanese uh, a lot of people you know carl jockamson's from australia and they've all come over here and done really well uh in in professional bass fishing at the highest level when do you think we'll see some of these european guys come over and start competing on the nwt I don't know. Will don't they? The Never will. I don't. I don't think the money's there like there is in bass, and I. I don't think the walleye, the walleye market's not as big as bass. You know, right. Right. Like, it. You know. I. I. I don't. I don't question for a second that some of the these guys could. You know. Like I said, I. I have the utmost respect for for all the anglers that I that I compete against. You know. There's. I have. I have many many friends that. Um, are hammers no matter what they do you know i got i have a friend that that's on the estonian team evo and he is a freaking hammer you know and and a couple of my friends on the uh on the english team and i you know i have another friend on the czech team that they doesn't matter what they're fishing for you know they can compete it's just i don't know how big walleye is you know bass is a worldwide species you know xander and walleye they're you know they're they're very same but I don't know if, if these guys, you know, would make would make the jump. Would they be successful? Hell yeah. But yep. I, I don't know if I can see it happening, you know. Yeah. Maybe one or two, and I would love for it to happen. I would love for these guys to come over and compete. 
but I just don't know how likely it, it is to see it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, th- that was that was a part. Of, I actually read on your website that you were part of the USA Predator team. And I'll be honest, I thought you were coyote hunting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, I had no clue. I had no clue. So that's cool. That's way cool. But uh, so also on your website, it says uh, that you fish 20 to 25 tournaments a year. You spend 250 to 300 days a year on the water. Uh, were you just built for fishing, Max? I mean, I, I feel like I love fishing, but I feel like if I spent 200 days a year on the water, I mean, at, at a certain point, it just wouldn't. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it'd lose its fun. Do you, do you ever run into that? Like, man, this is such a grind, or do you just wake up and, and you're ready to go every single day? Oh, I mean, there's definitely days, you know, like days like today, you know, where it's like, hot, you know, and thankfully I wasn't, today was one of my rare off days, but you get a day like today where it downpoured rain all day and you get a strong northeast wind and, you know, you're faced with six footers. It's like, yeah, I really don't want to go deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's days like that where it's like, man, those are the days where I think when people tell me, oh, you fish for a living, it must be nice. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's great. You should try it's it. Beautiful you know, but, out here today. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I truly do love love walleyes. I mean, I, I will never, never, ever, as long as I live, get sick of setting the hook on a, on a 10-pound walleye. Like, there's nothing that will ever make me not love that. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely, it's like any job. There's times where it's like, you know, it becomes a grind and, and, you know, your body gets tired and you get worn down. Um, but at the end of the day, the core of it, I, I, I love this sport more than anything. You know, it's, it's my life. It's, it's part of my identity. It's who I am. Um, and you know, there's, like I said, there's, there's sides of the industry, there's sides of my job that I don't like, but at the core of it, catching walleyes, that's something I will always love till the day I die. Yeah. How, How old are you, Max? Uh, I'll turn 27 next month. 27. So you've been doing this 11 years, uh, fishing, fishing tournaments, fishing professionally, 11 years. Yep. Yep. Coming up on it. Now, I don't know. Uh, I feel like the first time I really heard the name Max Wilson was, uh, uh, a head to head tournament, um, where I, I think that you, was it refused to weigh your fish, uh, because they, the fish were in there so, so thick that, that you were basically snagging them not on purpose but but that's kind of what was happening correct yeah yeah there was uh there was uh some controversy on things that they were gonna allow all hook fish to be counted um and we weren't told about it as anglers until the morning of um and i just i i didn't i didn't feel right about it because we were fishing a a major spawn in a small river yep. um and you know it just it was something that i voiced my opinion on um and uh i ended up snagging about a 10 pounder second fish of the morning and i had to uh you know stand by what i said i mean i could have weighed it and probably won my round but i just i don't know i some about hooking a 10 pound walleye in the in the belly just didn't feel right so i I just released it, you know, and just did what I thought was right. And yeah, it ended up uh, kind of breaking the internet a little bit, which wasn't really my intention, but, right. uh, you know, it's just, just something that, uh, I felt, I felt was, you know, right to do. And, and, uh, just went with my gut. Yep. Now I actually, I, 
you you probably have no clue, but I actually reached out to you right after that happened and asked you to be on the show uh, to kind of talk about that whole entire deal because, like you said, you broke the internet. I mean, uh, it, it was hard to scroll through Facebook and not see Max Wilson every three uh, three or four posts. But uh, um, you you told me that you didn't want any any extra attention. That that's not uh, that's not why you did it. Um, you didn't want to get on there and, and cause any more of a controversy. And, you know, obviously a lot of time has gone by since then and, and you know, the, the dust has settled. But uh, I tip my hat to you for that because, you know, there's a lot of people that really just would have rode that wave and, you know, uh, you know, milked it for all it was worth. And, and that wasn't uh, that wasn't your intention at all. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. it yeah, like I said, it was because that was something I got accused of um, by the, you know, the, the keyboard warriors and. You know, like I said, it's just wasn't wasn't the intention. You know, it's just something that I didn't agree with. So instead of uh, going on the warpath of it, I just and the, the the thing was was people didn't realize I had released like three other fish at that point that I had snagged, but they just had the cameras rolling for that one, and it happened to be a ten pounder, so that <laughs> that one broke the internet. But they didn't right. see the other three or four fish that I'd done in the last few days. But no, it was uh, yeah, it was definitely an interesting situation. Now, obviously, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you won the Sault Ste. Marie tournament, and and I do want to talk about that here in a second. But uh, looking back over, uh, you know, 10, 11 years of tournament angling, uh, is there one tournament that really sticks out to you that, you know, maybe thing, you know, something kind of clicked with you, like, you know what, this is, the, you know, I, 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 I should be here, you know, I belong here. Uh, did, did you have one of those moments? Because obviously, you know, when, when you throw yeah, your hat in, in in the circle with the big dogs, like, you know, there's got to be a little bit of self-doubt, right? Oh, yeah, and there's there's plenty, you know, and, and, and I I have it all the time. I mean, I I still have it, you know, and, and um, that's what this, this last tournament was kind of the I belong here, you know, I and I, I it's funny because, like, I've had a lot of, you know, good success the last couple of years, but you still doubt yourself, you know. And, yep, yeah. Um, I think uh, you know the the first the first one that kind of gave me confidence that I that I could do this was when when I won the the NWT championship in 2018 on Lake of the Woods. Um, that was one that you know that's probably when my self doubt was the highest. I didn't think that uh, I had what it took to compete, and that was actually going to be my last NWT. Um, I was going to uh, take a step back after that tournament and kind of reevaluate because I hadn't been able to cash a check up until that point. And the tournament before that, I finished a hundred and like 124th at devil's Lake. And, you know, that one really shook my confidence. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I told myself, well, you, you, uh, qualified for the championship. So, you know, just fish, fish one, you know, one more, you know, this last tournament, you qualified for it, fish it. And then, you know, we'll evaluate at the end of the season. And then, uh, you know, I ended up going out and winning, you know, and that was my first major win of my career. And that was, you know, for me, my, uh, you know, my proof to myself that, hey, maybe, you know, maybe I can compete with these guys and, and uh, you know, maybe I do belong here. And, you know, ever since then, it's been, uh, it's been one, one heck of a, a journey since then. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, once you can get over that hump, sometimes that mental barrier, I mean, watch out because yeah yeah you become pretty dangerous and now do you think like with you know back there 2018 before that the forward facing sonar still really wasn't around yet 
And uh, do you think, like, with your power fishing being your strength, when that forward-facing sonar came in, that you gained even more confidence in your in your abilities? Yeah, you know, I, I you know, forward-facing sonar and I clicked so well because I've always been that person that, that wants to know the why. You know, yep. I, I like I like to figure out why these fish are doing what they're doing and and I, I like that feedback. It's so much more than, than, oh, this is a good spot. I want to understand why those fish are in that spot, why those fish are doing what they're doing, you know. And, and forward-facing sonar gave me that, that answer, you know, and it helped me kind of break down these fish a lot better and learn fish behavior so much quicker, you know. And I, for me, it's I, I understand how walleyes, how they think, how they act, how they swim, how they react, you know, and, and that's what I think has helped me become the angler I am right now. You know, I, I can look at a body of water, look at the factors that are in front of me, and I can pretty well predict what I need to do to catch those fish. I get a pretty good idea of what I need to do. Now, there's always small variances and, and nuances that you have to dial in, you know, with each body of water. But when I go to, you know, like Sault Ste. Marie, I, I kind of knew what I was going to be doing because it was a great lake and it, you know, I can compare it to how I fish on Green Bay and Superior and Huron, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, and I, I can kind of cut that that search time down pretty significantly. Yep. Yeah. Now, Max, uh, Matt, and I uh, we're big tour level gold fans. Um, we've we've talked about it a lot on this show. We truly truly enjoy it. I think it's it's uh, some of the best walleye content that that's ever been produced. Uh, I even got some of the kids watching it in the weight room when I put it on. And really, like, yep. yep. I was like, you're turning that's off your awesome. you're turning off your music, and we're turning this on. And they they I catch them watching it. Yeah, so. you know, obviously, you know, the next bite, you know, that's that's good stuff and and whatever. But uh, I just God dang it, I I really like the way that that you guys are uh, going about that tour level gold. How, how do you like uh, having a camera follow you around all the time? Do, you know, obviously being a professional angler, uh, you're not a stranger to the camera, but uh, do, do you like that or, or not as much? Yeah, I love it. I mean, there's, you know, for me, this has been a passion project. It's something that I've been trying to get off the ground for years, you know, and, and it's something I've talked about doing for a long time. So to finally have it is, is awesome. Um, you know, I, I think fishing those head-to-heads back in the day really gave me a lot of practice having the camera in the boat. Yep. You know, yep. um, a lot of people are uncomfortable with, uh, you know, with the camera following them around all the time. Um, for me, it's 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 nothing. You know, having a having a camera crew is, you know, so, something I'm used to now. So that, that part of it, you know, it, it's the pressure's off. Um but I love it just because there's a lot of cool stuff that happens and I can't accurately remember it all, or I can't describe it to people. So having this to portray it to the world, show, tell a story and also be able for me to go back and reminisce over, oh, yeah. you know, yep. awesome parts of my career, you know, like that first episode watching JJ win, you know, the Illinois river, such uh, a cool episode. Oh man, that was you, a good one. You know, having to have something like that to be able to, to go back on um you know and then and then being able to like this next one you know that's actually where i'm coming back from i i drove up with my mom today to the cities to film an interview for tour level gold nice you know that 
these next two episodes are something that I'm going to be able to look back on for the rest of my life and reminisce one of the best days of my career, you know? So for me, it's, it's been awesome to be a part of, and I, you know, it's, it's something that I'm proud um, to have brought to the world. Um, Cause like I said, this is something that I worked really hard to get, to get going. And, you know, the companies that, that helped me, um, you know, bring this to life has been awesome. The feedback's been awesome. Um, and we're finally giving people the, the true behind the scenes look at what tournament fishing is like. Cause it's not, it's so much more than just the highlight reels that you guys see on oh, the yeah. TV shows, oh, you know, yeah. you know and, and it's, it's the emotion, it's the story, it's the, you know, it's, it's the everything that goes into these tournaments that, that make us tournament anglers love it, you know? Now, now they kind of make it, I, I feel like they kind of portray it that, that, uh, you and and Dwayne and and uh, John are kind of rivals, but you know you talked about uh, that that U.S. Predator team that uh, um, you know that you and John are, are both on that team. Is is that more for TV or, or am I just completely taking that wrong? Yes I mean, no. obvi- obvious. You know. I mean, obviously, you're rivals. I mean, you're competitors. I, competitors I get that more but, than rivals. But yeah. you know, I do. Yeah. I feel like right. they've got their own little team, and then Max is over here, and and maybe I'm just totally, totally not not uh, reading into that right. Well, so it's that's a yes and no answer, you know. And and you know, let me preface, preface this by saying, you know, John's one of my closest friends in the fishing industry. Yep. You know, and and he's my boat partner for USA Angling. But with that, you know, John and I are both type A personalities. And, you know, if you were to see some of the conversations him and I have, you would think we hate each other, you know? <laughs> but that's, we, we have, you know, we both, and, and Dewey too, like we have the utmost amount of respect. We're rivals because there's not many, you know, John and I and Dewey, we fish very similar, right? Yep, and, yep. and, you know, we're, we're the live scopers. And, and the battles that we've had in the last few seasons have been epic. You know, I've, I've won some, John's won some, Dewey's won some, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, you know, it's this back and forth and it really is a rivalry. I want to, I want to kick John's butt every time I fish against him. Yeah. I want to kick Dewey's butt because that means if I beat them, I beat the rest of the field That's right. most of the time. You know what I mean? So that, you know, it's, it's something where there is a rivalry, but it's not like a, God, I hate John or I hate Dewey. You know, I love those oh, guys. Right, those, guys yeah. are, those guys are like brothers, but we're both so competitive that yeah, you're, you're damn right. I want to, I want to, you know, beat him every time I, I, you know, launch my boat, um, you know, and, and there's that, there's that competition, you know, and, and it's been awesome going against those two, the last two years, you know, cause I, I fought Dewey for AOI last year. I came up just short, yep. um, but fishing against those two guys has made me 10 times the angler that I, you know, in the last two years than I was because I've had to push myself knowing that I'm competing against those guys, you know, nope. iron shirt sharpens iron in that situation. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's elevated all of us. Yep. I, I like how you, you guys like coined the term live scopers. Are you guys kind of known as that on the tour? Like, uh, you guys have it dialed in. I mean, you guys are very good with it. Yeah. John's still a closet troller. Don't let him. Uh, I saw that. I saw that, that he was pretty quick to get the trolling rods out on one of the last episodes. Right. Thank you. I, yeah. Let the record show that Mr. John Hoyer has trolled at every single event this season. Every single one. I I haven't even thought about a trolling rod since spring. I trolled once this year and I finished 103rd. Never again. So 
That's that's the one thing I'll never let Mr. John Hoyer forget because he only counts one of my NWT wins because the other one I won trolling. So I only have one actual uh, NWT win according to him. So <laughs> that's and, good uh, stuff. I just like the record to show that John Hoyer loves trolling. Nice. <laughs> so so let's circle up to uh, the Sault Ste. Marie tournament uh, here a couple weeks ago. Uh, first place, uh, your second NWT victory. Uh, 65 pounds, uh, 12 ounces uh, for a two-day total. Um, going into uh, the season, did you have Sault Ste. Marie circled on the calendar? I mean, did you feel like, hey, this is one that I could really be a player at? Absolutely. You know, it's the, but not so much what you think. The Sioux has pissed me off more than any body of water I've ever fished because in 2019, I had a 19-point lead in AOI coming into that tournament. I had a really good day one. And then I had a horrible day too, and I dropped down to like 37th place, and I lost my lead in Angler of the Year. Um, and then we came back the next year in 2020, and that's when I kind of I was I started live scoping, and I was on this really fun special bite, and I uh, um, I was sitting in like fifth fifth or sixth after day one. And uh, day two, coming out of the gate, my prop uh, blew up. I blew a ear off my prop at takeoff. And I had to limp back to the ramp, and I lost an, uh, two hours of fishing. Um, and I was making a 50-mile run. And uh, I only was able to come in with four fish again for the second year in a row. And I finished, like, 12th place. Um, so the Sioux has broken my heart twice. And I told myself that when I the next time I go back, I'm going to – I'm going to change the fortune and I'm going to own that place. And so coming into that, I had two turn. I, I really had all the tournament circle cause they all mean a lot to me, but I had devil's Lake and I had Sault St. Marie circle because both have been the two like most frustrating places I've ever fished in my career. And I was, I told myself I'm going to get revenge at one, if not both of those events. So we got one of the two done. We just got to do the other one now. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because, yeah, you mentioned, uh, what, 124th the last time you were up at Devils? Something like that. I caught two fish in two days for 4.64 pounds. Well, <laughs> I mean, hey, if, if uh, you had both of them circled on the calendar, Sault Ste. Marie worked out for you, I don't see why Devils won't too. So, uh, well, and the thing is, is Devils, the last time I was at Devils, I wasn't live scoping. I was pre-live scope. So now I, I have live scope in my uh, – arsenal i'm a little bit of a different angler so i'll, I'll be coming for blood for that one hell yeah now we had dewey gelm uh, on here i don't know a month and a half ago and uh we talked to him uh you know quite a bit about uh, the forward facing sonar and and just uh what traditionally people think about walleye fishing you know that these walleyes are sucked to the bottom that uh you know that they won't really come after baits that much you're not going to see them suspended and and uh he kind of talked that uh this you know that that's you know a lot of that is not true the the traditional way of thinking is not true and uh, obviously you know with you being a forward-facing sonar guru also uh, is that something that you could definitely say is true uh, um, maybe what people think about walleyes isn't exactly what walleyes are doing yeah it's not even close you know it's walleyes forward-facing sonar has shown me that everything people know about walleyes is not even close i mean these these fish do some of the craziest things I've ever seen. I've caught 30, you know, I caught a 32-inch walleye one time that I could see sitting on the surface in 30 feet of water. That's really? You know, and it, 
it's you know we won a tournament on leech lake one year where we were catching fish that were two feet below the surface and 20 feet of water feeding on on bait you know so and i've i've had walleyes that'll come up 25 feet to to eat a uh, a bait that i was bring i was swimming across on the surface you know it's some of these things that these fish are willing to do when they want to eat would would absolutely blow your mind um it's it's been so cool just to watch you know what these fish do and it's allowed me to catch so many fish that you would never ever dream of catching before because it's you know these things hide in some of the craziest places you know it's it's opened up so many possibilities for me you know it's it's uh it's been crazy you know it, it really is crazy to understand what these fish are doing and why they're doing it and how they're doing it and and watching these little subtle nuances change with walleyes you know there's still a lot that you know that you know old thinking with walleyes you'll have but you can kind of see like how you can tweak that and make it even more effective now uh with the forward facing sonar you know if i was sitting in 25 feet of water and i looked out you know looked down at my graph and i saw that there was a fish two foot under the surface walleye would be like one of the last species that i would possibly think could be up there and and that's just wild uh you know uh, obviously for you, uh, you, you've, you've seen enough, been out there enough, uh, spent enough time looking down at that graph. Uh, you know, I'm sure nothing really surprises you anymore, but, uh, it's truly incredible. 6,666. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how many, uh, um, you know, how, how many interesting fish I've caught, you know, and, and in the crazy places, you know, and just learning what these fish do. I mean, it's, it's been really fun you know, for me and, and getting the under understanding of what these fish are doing um, and just learning, you know, it's just, it's been fun to learn and, and uh, you know, just learn about walleyes. I mean, it's, I, I, the, the amount of understanding I've gained for the species has, has been crazy. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. Do you, do you think that forward facing sonar is going to take walleye tournament fishing to that next level of popularity? Like, uh, uh, people will start fishing them a different way. You know, it, it's becoming more of like a, uh, what do you want to say? Not a finesse thing anymore. It's, you know, an aggressive type yeah. fishing and stuff like that. I sure hope so. I mean, that, and that's, that's honestly why I'm so anti-trolling, you know, that's, it, it, it's twofold, right? Like I think, you know, a, it's personal preference. I enjoy jigging. I enjoy feeling jigging or, you know, to eating whatever, but I also just, you know, I look at it from an entertainment standpoint. You're never going to grow this sport in popularity. People drive around slowly. Now, granted, there's a side of it where, you know, it's boring to watch someone stare at a screen all day and, you know, and, and that side of it. But I, I just personally think you push the industry to these new levels, you know, because when I got when I got into the walleye industry, it, it was starting to get a little stagnant. You were kind of seeing a little bit of a recession in the industry. You know, it was, you know. It was getting, it was starting to get a little stagnant, um, you know, and then now with this new forward facing sonar and you have a lot of young, you know, young anglers coming up, you know, the Owen Wilcox is Dylan Nussbaum, me, yep. Eric McCoy. Um, and then you get, you know, you throw in the Tom Wins, Dewey's, the John Hoyers, you know, all these guys are, 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 you know, not trollers, you know, we're, we're a new generation of anglers and it's, it's brought something different. You know, the, the, the ways guys are catching walleyes now, it, you wouldn't, you know, it, you wouldn't even dream of 
back in the day you know and it's it's you know we're pushing the the walleye industry to new heights and and changing people's mindset you don't just have to go pull a bottom bouncer around to catch a walleye or a lindy rig you know it's you know it's it's new it's, it's exciting you know it's a lot of new uh baits and it's it's allowing the the industry to become more you know more diverse you know there's companies are able to have a bigger portfolio of baits that they can target to walleye anglers you know there's more plastics glide baits reaction baits finesse baits you know you know there's all sorts of things that people might used to think like oh that's just a bass bait well i'll tell you what half my half my tackle that i own are considered bass baits and i'm no. using them for walleye you know it, it's very rare am i just using straight up live bait anymore you know so it's it's uh it's it's pushing the industry to a new height and it's allowing companies to you know like i said expand their portfolio and and uh you know it's it's just overall i think good for the industry no oh, just and i think the tour level gold series goes along with it too i think that you're starting to see a lot of the youth get into it i mean it's i get into the into the watching the videos and stuff like that whereas before like you said just watching a highlight of the tournaments, it was kind of like, oh, okay, and stuff like this. I mean, really getting in there and in-depth and behind-the-scenes stuff and the live-action tournament stuff, I think it's you guys are really helping push the walleye industry to new levels. Yeah, and I appreciate that. That's, you know, that's something that, that you know, we, we take great pride on, um, and it's definitely something that, that, you know, I'm proud to be a part of, you know, and, and that's kind of, you know, my thinking every time I go out and fish, like, how can we change this industry? You know, it's, you know, it, it, I look back throughout my career, you know, and I look at a lot of things that I did on head to head that, you know, not a lot, nobody was really doing. And, you know, I started doing it and then now they're super popular techniques, you know, so it's, it's cool to, to kind of have your hand in, in shaping the industry in a way. Now, do you think do you think walleye fishing could ever get to a spot like bass fishing, where they actually have live camera boats out there and and you know like on the NWT, uh, or 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 are walleye fishermen just a little too secretive to to be really spilling juice like that on live live coverage? You know, I I think uh, I think it could get there. Um, I don't th- you know it's not as big of an industry, so I don't know the you know quite as big as as bass but i think you can get to that point yeah um and you know i that's that's one thing guys have to learn you know and that's that's the one thing i learned early in my career yeah is it good to keep some things in your back pocket yeah but you need to you need to share things with the industry you know you have to share and you have to teach and you have to educate because that's that's just as a professional angler that's three quarters of my job you know it's you know it's selling it's educating it's you know it's promoting you know while if it, it catching is is a it's a part of my job and it's an important part of job of my job but it's such a small part of my job you know right. and, and that's that's where you know guys need to understand if if you really want to grow it and make your you know make a name for yourself and 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 prove yourself in the industry and get yourself to where you know you're really able to make a living doing it um you have to learn to to share your secrets you know is there is there some things that i keep to myself absolutely right there's there's you know there's plenty of things that uh you know little nuances that are the difference makers you know that you know i don't i don't quite put out there yeah but there's also i'd say 80 to 90 percent i'm probably more than most um 
at, at sharing stuff, but a majority, you know, majority of what I figure out, I just think it's so cool. I, it's hard for me not to share with the world, <laughs> right, yep, right. You, you know, and that, that's the thing. Like, and that's, that's the one thing, like I, I, I always tell people I'm, and it surprises people. I'm not sponsored by Garmin. I'm not sponsored by any major uh, electronics brand, but I'm one of the biggest proponents and, and advocators of of forward face and sonar and live scope i was one of the first ones to be talking about it and it's not because that there was anything in it for me it was because it's the coolest freaking thing i've ever seen in my life yeah. you nope. know and it's something that i i don't want to keep to myself could i have kept a lot of what i've done and a lot of the techniques that i do to myself and and probably won some more tournaments and stuff like that yeah but i would much rather you know share it with the world and keep the industry strong as a whole um and push it forward and just overall make make the industry a, a much more stable and and secure place than just keep it in my back pocket you know you kind of have to be a little um you know be a little selfless you know and you can't be you can't be selfish and keep everything yourself you gotta you gotta be willing to share and teach to the world you bet that's exactly right now now speaking of teaching uh, you do a little bit of guiding on the side too right max that's that's actually probably one of my main that's my main my main job uh, when I'm not tournament fishing I I'm a full time fishing and hunting guide. No, yeah, you actually uh, what is it deer in Buffalo is it Buffalo County, Wisconsin, the famous county? Yep. 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 So you do. And uh, I also I also guide uh, salmon in Alaska as well. Jesus, you're just <laughs> rocking, man! Just living the Son life. of a gun. <laughs> but uh, so so. Uh, where where exactly do you do your fishing guiding there uh, in in Wisconsin? So I do uh, uh, springtime. I'm on the Fox River up in Green Bay, um, and then I'm also uh, Lake Winnebago. And then this time of year, I'm out on actual Green Bay. Um, you know, all 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 over the bay. You know, every every side. Um, and then uh, you know, I do a lot of sonar trips i do a lot of trophy trips you know we chase eaters a lot too and then also in the month of june i go up to uh malax and i guide on on malax for the month of june as well okay you do that all underneath of your own uh your own deal or do you work for somebody else nope nope i uh i all all under myself max wilson fishing uh my own guide service yep. um and yeah i'm my own boss my boss sucks but you know <laughs> it's all right yeah. <laughs> what's the old saying old boss's dick till you meet your new boss or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, now, if somebody's interested in uh, booking a trip with you, Max, are you still got some uh, openings or are you pretty well booked up? For this year, I'm pretty well booked up. Uh, I'm getting into my, my, believe it or not, my busiest section of the year. Um, but for, I am taking available or bookings for next season. Um, and the best way to, to get a hold of me is uh, go to my uh, my website, www.maxwilsonfishing.com. Um, get a hold of me there or through any of my social media channels, uh, Max Wilson Fishing. That's the other other best way to, to get on the books. Heck yeah. Nice. Now, uh, we appreciate you uh, for uh, joining us tonight, Max. Uh, I know it kind of got laid on you, and I know I told you 30 to 40 minutes, and, and here we are closing in on 50, but... Uh, um, yeah, we definitely appreciate you uh, hopping on uh, Wealth and Knowledge, and it was a lot of fun chatting with you. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. At, uh, anytime we can we can talk about fishing is a good time to me. So Heck yeah. hopefully we can do it again soon. Yep. You bet. Thanks, man. All right, guys. You have a great night. I'll talk to you later. You too. Later. 
And that was Max Wilson uh, from Campbellsport, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. He was throwing out all those fun names. He was. He was. You know, Sheboygan and yeah, I, Bagel. He and had Minnewaukee. no clue how much right. I was enjoying that. <laughs> it's like uh, when I hear a, a hot chick with a European accent and just kind of speak to me. Speak to me. So, uh, um, nope. Uh, a lot of fun talking to Max there. Uh, I'm glad we finally were able to get him on and uh, – um, you know, another one of those forward-facing sonar guys that uh, just kind of juice spillers. Right, and just, you know, making the point that it's here yep. and you got to embrace it. Otherwise, you know, yep. it's recruiting more and more people to into the fishing thing. So don't yep. look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as a good thing. No doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, Max, or Max, Matt, Max, Close. Matt, 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 not quite as good as fisherman as right. he is, but yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I gotta ask you a question: socks in bed? No, not a chance. Oh hell no! Would you ever do it? I like no because it's like I feel like like I could have I gotta have bare feet. We we were talking about it at work today. Like I th- I, I think I can't do I can't do socks. Like I get that hotter. is disgusting. Well, not only that, I just like get hot. Like like I could just have socks on and I'd be sweating sweating. Yeah. Take I the can't, socks off and put on like pants and a shirt. I'll be fine. My feet have to be outside of the covers. Do they? Have to be. Have to be. Like my my wife, she could have four comforters on her, put a couple blankets on top of that, and she'd probably still be complaining that it's cold. I like have the thinnest sheet I possibly can. Really? And like just put it over like just my arm. Hot. Just like over my yeah, yeah. And and feet gotta be out. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. My wife I'll See, tell you what she has to be in. Otherwise, they're, it's like right. cold. No way. My wife in the wintertime, she'll be wearing sweatpants and she'll tuck these fuzzy socks. She'll tuck the sweatpants into the socks. <laughs> no, I puke I, a little bit in my mouth. I, I, I can't like wear pants like like flannel pants or anything like no, that. Pajama, God, no. I, pajama can't, pants. I can't wear them. Can't wear pants I in bed. No way. Sweat. I just get hot. Yeah. Now we were talking about it at break today. I just thought, you know what? I got to ask you about you it. Get, you got to do that sometimes. Yep. My grandma, we talked about this yesterday, a little family get together. One of her old things was if you were cramping up, take a bar of soap and put it down at the end of your bed and you wouldn't have any more cramps. That was one of her old wives tale. And really? She, yep. And remember Nate DeYoung, he always used to cramp up. One day, finally coach Lorenzen told him, you know what? That's what Wilma Gerda says is take a bar of soap put it down at the end of your bed and you won't cramp up and he ain't cramp up the rest of the year shut the hell up no i'm <laughs> dead serious dead serious i mean nate used to get some of the most nasty cramps i've ever seen like i've never seen somebody's leg like a cramp actually moving the muscle moving in their leg he'd come over to the sideline and lay down and his it looked like the movie aliens something in there moving and you know he started putting the bar of soap in there and it helped him out you want to know a secret What's up? I've never had a cramp my whole entire life. Oh, man. Like, Ooh. never once. Really? Never once Every had once a cramp. Every once in a while, I'll get one that is just like, like, when you're sitting kind of weird for a while and you get up, it, it's just like, oh, it's the worst. I I mean, I've had buddies that are like, oh, my God, I got a cramp. And I'm like, what the f- are you talking about? Like, right. I've never had a cramp. I haven't had the stomach flu since I was like six years old. Wow. Only time I've ever puked was alcohol-induced. Right. <laughs> I've I never puked alcohol induced and I've hardly puked ever from being sick. Like I, really? a while back, like a couple years ago, I puked from being sick and it was just like, 
ooh, that's yeah. when you know no, you I were sick. sick. I mean, even Emily was just like, like, are you okay? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I am not okay. Call the hospital. <laughs> but, yeah. No. I mean, I don't know how, like, Andy Stromsness does it, getting grams once a month and stuff like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice shot. <laughs> nice shot. Just seeing if he's still listening yeah. this far in. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, with as old as he, uh, you know, I mean, he's been dealing with it for a lot of years, so you just get used to it. But that that was a nice shot, and I, I nice like that. That was a jab. slam dunk. Just a nice little subtle yep. jab. Nice. So, <laughs> all right, uh, I think we're at that part of the show where it is time for the good news stories of the week, brought to you by our good friends over at Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa, the absolute best coffee shop that there is. Uh, stop by, see Brianna and uh, all the rest of their great staff there. Um, they've got a freaking menu that doesn't end. If you're into coffee, they're into coffee. I swear to God, stop by. Uh, if I, I'm really, truly, if you live within four hours of them, it's worth your drive. It is worth your drive. Like you said, you know what? They're great customer service. I don't think I've ever been there once where somebody serving you doesn't have a smile on their face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then and they sit there and they chat with you. Well, the coolest very... part about when they're serving you, they're like, wow, that dude is ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's confidence builder. To, oh, to, it's yeah. like, holy fuck, <laughs> yeah. look at this guy. Yeah. He yeah. ain't got much going for him except yeah. this coffee, so we better be nice <laughs> to him. smile so, and give him the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> probably the best thing that's ever happened to him in his life. <laughs> no, Freedom Brew, Larchwood, Iowa, uh, absolutely stopped there. Um, they have the absolute best, uh, best ingredients. Uh, best staff, best everything, and they got ice cream. Yeah, and mini donuts, just and they go got wrong. all. No, you just can't. So, Largewood, Iowa, Freedom Brew. Uh, my good news story this week. Uh, I'm gonna come right out and say it. Ten days till high school football. It's Eighteen days till college football. I guess for the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, there might right. be there might be a game the week before. You know, some of those Western. West Coast teams uh, play, you know, even Thursday, Friday night sometimes. Uh, so we're probably really closing in. Might be eight, nine, ten days uh, till college football too. But uh, you know, I don't want to wish away summer. I really don't. Uh, I'm I'm excited to get out on the ice again. But but really, truly, this summer just flew by. I feel like we kind of got robbed of some summer. But uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit excited for you know seventy two degree days, oh, you yeah. know fifty five degree nights football like you're gonna get to be get to go to a lot of monday night football this fall is that when grady plays yeah monday, monday nights, nights is when the jv and the oh freshman baby play, so. oh baby you're gonna be a high school football dad now yep yep that's uh well yeah <laughs> i guess i guess that's what i am but uh no i'm looking forward to it there you know those uh when when, when the kids get to you know actually you know eighth grade say even even seventh grade you know freshman uh, you know, games are actually competitive. They actually know what they're doing. You know, when you go and watch fourth grade girls volleyball, <laughs> like w- when you've sat through a fourth grade girls volleyball, you know, everything else is up from there. Um, you can have somebody that consistently hit it over the net. Right, the other team's right. in trouble. Yep. Yeah, that, that's no shit. But uh, no, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to football. I think everyone, uh, I think everyone is. So yeah, 18, 18 days till, uh, till college and 10, uh, till high school if you're here in Iowa. So yeah, it's crazy to think that it's just about here. Yep. So what uh, you got, Matt? Mine's going to be, we had a little family get together yesterday on my mom's side, the Gerda side. We uh, went down to the park and, uh, 
got the shelter house there right by the pool and a bunch of my aunts and uncles were there and my cousins and you know their husbands and wives so it was a great time you bet good time down there with the family we don't get together as near as much as we should we a lot of us see each other the way it is because we all a lot of us are in the community here yep. or, it's kind of crazy how sometimes like you'll see each other you'll say hi and stuff like that and you'll make small talk but then you get together at something like that and you just feel like you haven't talked to them in forever and right it's like, it's, it's just kind of crazy because they're goes. shallow conversations when you see them at the grocery store and passing you know hey you know how's it going oh, not too bad yeah hey, you've been fishing lately nah i haven't well all right talk yep, to you later, you, later you know yep. i mean it's like you know you, you do the right thing by saying you know hey how's it going whatever but uh when you get put in a setting you know like that where you're going to have an extended conversation then that's when you bring up the man you remember at that one christmas at this oh, yeah. you, you know that, that's that's the fun stuff my cousins put together a little game like kind of like a charades game where they put just like words on a piece of paper and we had to like act them out or pretty soon we just started like trying to describe them and we had to guess what they were like just old sayings from like years past yep. like you know it's, it, it, so that makes it a, a lot of fun. And on Saturday night, my brother Mike was racing the figure eights and uh, got second place in the A feature. So you got a brother Mike? Yeah, I can't. He he spent the couple. He spent the night in the hospital earlier last week. So he's kind of made a recovery and he was okay. able to get out there and race on Saturday night. So that was nice to see. Yeah, uh, you, you must not really mention him a whole lot. Must no. not be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever met him or not. Yeah, so. I was going to say, I could probably see him walking out of the Mexican restaurant or something like that and wouldn't right. even know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was it was a good time. And, uh, no, like I said, it was it's always fun to get together with family and just reminisce over old stuff. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. So, all right, guys, uh, we'll call uh, that an end to episode 229. We appreciate all you guys uh, for uh, um, tuning in lately and uh, – I golly, I I actually logged on today to look at the analytics of the podcast, and um, I'll be honest, the last couple months, I I feel like uh, we we made another step up, and and even more listeners again, um, pretty incredible. But uh, we thank each and every one of you guys. Uh, um, without you guys, uh, you know, I guess the show isn't a show. Uh, exactly. You know, right now uh, it's still fun for Matt and I to. Uh, to chat with these anglers to uh to bullshit for you know an hour each and every week uh but uh yeah you know if you if you go online and you see that it's 500 people listening to it it's like okay well you know that's cool whatever you know 200 people yeah mm, all right but you know when, when we're clicking off thousands it's like all right well you know that, that makes it a little bit more easier but uh yeah if you haven't yet uh, hit the subscribe button hit the like button hit whatever the hell it is that uh, that you can hit on that podcast platform that you use but uh otherwise uh, like i said we appreciate you and we'll catch you next week on 230 later <laughs>